This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hey. Live in studio. Uh, Caps fans, as always, we've got an incredible episode for you this Monday. We're going to be talking about some league news. You know, the Hall of Fame just got inducted. There's some number uh, retirements happening and actually some pretty crappy news um, and, and with uh, with some previous players. So, Polly, what do you think we just pop some tabs and, and get it going? Let's do it. One, two, three. All right. First on deck, the Penguins are going to retire Washington Capitals legend number 68, Yarmir Yager. Uh, I, what, it's been 10 years more since he's played for the, for the, no, much longer. 20. Yeah, like 20 years, right? That he's, that he's played for the, for the Penguins. Um, if you, don't know who Yarmir Yager is. I mean, I don't know what the fuck to tell you, but... Turn uh, this off right now. Yeah. You don't know who he is. Turn it off. I almost dumped a girl for not knowing that. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't, though. That's so, fair. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, I think that that's pretty... That's fair game, right? Mm-hmm. Dumping someone for not knowing who Yager is? Absolutely. Okay, well, the guy's a legend. A Caps legend at that, and... A Florida Panthers legend and a Philadelphia Flyers legend and a New York Rangers legend. Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars legend. Calgary. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Flames legend. Uh, the Super Mario Jr., as they disrespectfully called him in Pooptown, Pittsburgh, uh, you know, was always... I guess the the most modern thing I could really liken it to would be Malkin to Crosby. Yeah. You know, a guy who always played second fiddle, though, in his own right, was a Hall of Famer, and is a Hall of Famer, um, was there when they won their first cup and then went again back-to-back. Yeah. He was a big piece of that back-to-back team, even though Mario had been there for several years already and was really generating a lot of buzz and putting the Penguins on the map. They really needed Yager to get them over the hump. Absolutely. I mean, he uh, he's a legend there. He's a legend everywhere he's been. And I don't know, maybe because they had that bad blood for a while is why it took so long to retire his number. He also did just leave the NHL like four years ago. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. And I guess you can't really retire an active player's number. That's kind of, that's a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, and maybe maybe that's exactly why. Uh, because he he after he was with the Penguins, there was some drama where, you know, I think that Yager wanted to be a number one, and you know he, I guess ironically or or coincidentally, he left and really never was a number one. The he left to the Caps. We paid a boatload for him, and he scored seventy points. Uh, at least every year, I believe. He, I mean, he was a, a, a producer, don't get me wrong, but he was coming off seasons where he was scoring over 100. Yeah. So pretty rough in that sense. But overall, he's always, you know, after us, I think it was New York. Um, 
I don't know. He went everywhere. Dallas, maybe. Uh, he's been in on six or seven different NHL teams. He still continues to play uh, in his homeland of Slovakia, I believe. Or, you know, Czechia. Czech, Czechia. Czechia. He's, uh, <clears throat> he's going to be coached by, uh, what's his name? Jake Voracek. Voracek, Voracek yeah. 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 Right. So, I mean, it, it's crazy because... That was like Voracek's first season was like Yager's last season in the yeah. NHL. <laughs> um, you know, when we talk about Ovechkin being an ageless wonder, I mean, Yarmir Yager was really the true ageless wonder. Being able to be picked up by teams even though well into his 40s, well into his 40s, and continues to play into his 50s at a professional level yeah. on a team he owns. Yager and Gordie Howe. Yeah, really. I mean, as far as players who played through the ages, through their own age, uh, I mean, Gordy was playing until he was like 60. The guy was a machine. I think he's the only person to play professional hockey in four decades. Yeah, I thought it was at least four, if not five. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, like I said, Yager's still going at it. He's probably going to go at it till he's 70, if they'll let him. Um, well, if he owns the team. Right, exactly. And since he owns the team, they're going to let him. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine, you know, being that age and still being able to fucking whip it around. It's insanity. And he's he's not playing the top tier league, I don't think, over. No, it's a B league. Yeah, but still, it's pro. Mm-hmm. So, good for him. Well, <clears throat> speaking of legends and the Hall of Fame, uh, this weekend they inducted the Hall of Fame. And this year's class, Pierre Turgeon, Henrik Lundqvist, Mike Vernon, Tom Barrasso, Caroline Olette, Ketten Hitchcock, and Pierre Lacroix. Did you say 10-inch cock? Yeah, 10-inch <laughs> cock. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this is a solid class. Uh, I don't know what the ballot count is, like if it's their first ballot or second, but... Um, you know, obviously you may know Caps fans, Pierre Turgeon from getting rocked in the back by Dale Hunter after winning the series in 1993 in what I believe was a conference final or division final. Um, this netted Hunter a 21 game sussy, which is the biggest suspension in NHL history at that point. And also one of Gary Bettman's first disciplinary actions in his, in his young tenure as, as a commissioner for the NHL. Um, an elite player Turgeon was. Obviously, he put the Caps to bed uh, and in that 1993 series, but uh, definitely deserving of the Hall of Fame. We look at Lundqvist. Um, interesting that Lundqvist gets in here, primarily because he's a tendy, and it looks like there's three goaltenders in this class, which is pretty uncommon, right? Yeah. Vernon and Barrasso, along with that. Um you know, I wonder, would Lundqvist have been inducted if this wasn't such a goalie-heavy class? And the only reason I say that, I don't I don't think that he shouldn't be, but he doesn't have a cup. Yeah. And I think that's a bigger factor for goalies than it is for anybody else. Right. Absolutely. Because, I mean, you know, what are we going by? Like, save percentage or, you know, games played? I mean, he's not on the... I mean, he's he's tops in those categories, but he's not like a 
Hasek, a Broder, a even fucking Flurry, or a Patrick Waugh, you know, in as far as longevity-based records. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, there's 20 guys skating, always coming on and off. The goalie is there the whole game. So I feel like the goalie is the only position where it's fair to use cups as a measure. Sure. I, I would I think I'd tend to agree with that. Um, but in any case, congratulations. I'm glad he went in. Uh, another Caps legend in the news. Yeah. <laughs> Henrik Lundqvist. Um, and then, you know, I mean, Mike Vernon, Detroit Red Wings, I believe, is probably where most people know him from. And Tom Barrasso, that's an ex-Penguin, I believe, right? Yeah, he was the goalie for those uh, Yager Stanley Cups we were talking about. Yeah. I don't know who Caroline Oliet is. Do you? Um, I'm not familiar. We probably should have. Probably looked that up. Familiar, so, yeah. I knew I was forgetting something in the in the in the prep. Um, nor do I know who Pierre Lacroix is. So, probably a little older. Um, and then Caroline, I'm not sure. Well, she's uh, she won four gold medals with Team Canada in hockey. I'd say that warrants a Hall of Fame. Yeah, and six gold medals and six silvers in the World Championships. God damn. She also, it said she was a softball player. So Interesting. I don't, I don't know if she played in the Summer Olympics too or not, but she's uh, looks like Canada women's hockey OG. Yeah, no doubt. Well, congratulations to everybody who was inducted. I, I mean, huge honor. Um Glad the NHL does this, and, and I'm happy for them all. Yeah, it's crazy that, what's like, uh, seven people here? And just thinking about how many people go through the NHL, like, it really is uh, an exclusive list. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're looking at tens of thousands of people in the long history of the NHL. Yeah. Yeah, so good for them. Uh, moving on, though, a little bit of league news. The Oilers end up firing Jay Woodcroft. What a dumpster fire that organization is. Uh, Chris Knobloch is the interim head coach, uh, and the big tagline as to why he's qualified, other than working with the Rangers AHL program, is that he coached McDavid and Juniors in Erie. The Erie Otters. The Erie Otters. You Uh, ought to be there. Huh? I think their tagline was, you ought to be there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, Polly... Your TikToks have been blowing up, so maybe you have something to this whole marketing thing. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm an unpolished gem. We'll we'll see if I can bring out the ruby. Holy shit! Um, look, I mean, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with the Oilers and and all of these Canadian teams. You know, it just makes me so proud to be an American. Yeah. You would think the embarrassment of riches that the Oilers have, that the Toronto Maple Loafs have, that they would be doing something better, right? Not the case. Not the case at all, in fact. Uh, Both of these teams are, you know, I think you could consider them as non-shoe-ins for a cup final, for a conference final, for a division win, even. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think a lot of them are saying like they won't get past the second round. Yeah, I mean, Toronto did that for the first time since what, like 01 or something last year. Yeah. And uh, 
it doesn't look like they're going to repeat that performance. Right. I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's embarrassing. You know, the embarrassment of riches in in the personnel that they have. Uh, you know, the newest the newest scapegoat I think for Oilers pundits is they need a goalie. Yeah. Okay. Like, sure. Or maybe Darnell Nurse needs to take the next step. You know, maybe you don't fill fill up the. I mean, they have so many guys with the Albatross contracts too. I mean, McDavid and Drysaddle are like twenty percent of that team in cap. Yeah, that's just nuts. It is, um, but yeah. So good luck with that, Edmonton fans. Enjoy mediocrity. <laughs> we will watch it here happily. Yeah. God bless America. Uh, some ending league news, though, with some pretty sad news. Uh, Roman Czechmanic dies at age 52. He spent four seasons in the NHL and played for the Czech national team behind Hasek. Uh, the dude got Vesna votes his first year in the league. He was really a solid goalie. Um, also, a bit of a head case, which all goalies are, right? But this guy would intentionally block shots in a game with his face and, like, you know, was proud of it. Um Definitely a, uh, the type of player that burned brightly during his four years, and and it really kind of stunned me to to own to, to think that he only played four years. Man, this is a guy that that had so much kind of buzz around him that you thought he'd played for ten. Yeah, I uh, I was surprised to see it's only been four, or it yeah. only was four. Right, and I mean, aside from the just the most metal name, Czech Manic. I mean, that's just like a fucking that is Slavic and heavy for sure. Uh, That's the kind of guy that they're like, bring in Czech Manic. <laughs> exactly. That's he's, exactly He's not right. going to talk. Bring in Czech Manic. Right, right. It's just like, yeah, in every movie, it's like, you know, call call the wolf. Bring in Czech Manic, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know exactly the details behind his death, but 52 is young to go. So I hope that, uh, you know, our best wishes to his family. Um Definitely the type of guy, you know, I think that he probably his, was most famous for his time in Philadelphia. Uh, probably one of the worst teams to play goalie for in the NHL, in NHL history. Um, at, at any point. At any point in their entire organization's history. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, pretty tough. I, I just, uh, you know, like we said, crazy to think. Um, and, and definitely, for me at least, uh, an eye catcher in the the name column when, when you see him come up and say that, you know, he died, uh, how young he had to have been. And at 52, that's just a tough way uh, to go. So, you know what they say, only the good die young. Yeah. And he probably worries you cause you're almost his age. Hey, get fucked. Yeah. But whatever. I welcome death. <laughs> yeah. I'll roll on the red carpet. <laughs> right. Exactly. The devil's just waiting. Anyways, Let's not make light of yeah, romance. I, I'm sorry. That was that was probably inappropriate of me. Right. Um, anyways, you know, thoughts to his family, thoughts to his friends. That's a it's a tough loss, um, and you know, an interesting piece I think of uh, of hockey history there with him as both a personality and the talent that he brought. He would have probably been when it was still Czechoslovakia, right? Right. Yeah. So. That's even, yeah. It's, it's weird to look at history and see that that team will never be a team again. Right. Yeah. 
Especially with Hashik there. Yeah. Interesting. Now they're Czechia and Slovakia. Yep. And before that, the Czech Republic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we do have to pay the bills here. So, Caps fans, it may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because of their early Black Friday sale going on now. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon Power Tech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro-USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Their faucet filter ultra filters water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you wash your face and brush your teeth with is actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. We also have our longtime sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, finally giving us an ice hockey ad, an NHL ad. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook right now, download the app, and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Well, Caps fans. I know you want to talk about the Washington Capitals and their stellar week, so let's get right into it in the Washington wraparound. What do you think, Polly? Yeah, buddy. Whew. Well, let's start with some bad news. Some actually fucking heart-wrenching news. You know, we talked about it, I think, last Monday a little bit, and they just keep coming back with more updates and worse news. Nicholas Backstrom unlikely to play again this season. Um, you know, everyone who said Backstrom was washed this season and that we should trade him or whatever, I f- 
I fucking hate you. You're the fucking worst. Your bad karma caused this. This is all your fucking fault. I hate you. I hate you. Hate the, you know, I, it, look, we just talked about the Hall of Fame. I could see Nick Backstrom getting snobbed first ballot, and that is fucking criminal. Couldn't you, yeah, Polly? Yeah. I absolutely could see him getting snubbed, which is awful. Just, he deserves it. Put him in. Right. I mean, ultimately, Backstrom and Ovi should go in in the same year, but I know they won't do that because it's two of teammates. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, and, and I hope that they pay Backstrom the respect of giving him the, you know, one year he'll get the look, the other year he won't, you know, the other year, like Ovi first, then Backy. So that they're both first ballot in. Um, ultimately, it looks like the hip injury and the nagging injury um, is his comeback or at least has caused some discomfort. And, you know, I can relate having, you know, a injury feel good and then having it come back. It's just like, you know, that that's a slippery slope and you've got to do what's best for your life. So I respect Backstrom for taking a step back. Are you talking about your fucking gout? Well, yeah. <laughs> that and just other injuries in which you've re-injured. What are you fucking laughing at, bud? If you had gout, you would fucking die. Anyways. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Dude, gout's like the most painful shit I've ever fucking felt. I'm not lying. And in, you know, you've seen me take some dings over the years. Yeah. All right? You've seen me at, like physically get fucking rocked several times. But more than a few. More than a few, right? This... I'll take that every day. I'll take that every day. Won't even, I don't even care if it's, if I know it's coming. I just know it's coming. I'll uh, surprise. I could be just like, you know, walking down the street, some fucking guy hits me at 20 miles an hour into the boards. Like boards appear. I get smashed into them. No pads. I'll take that every day rather than another hour of like a gout. Wow. Not joking. I'll take it every day. All right. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but uh, it's not just that. I mean, it's, it's also just, we look at Nick Backstrom and how much he's tried. I mean, I really do think he gave it a lot of effort. I don't think that he is mailing this in or giving up. Um, no. You know, I'm sure that that's what he feels like, which is sad because that's not what it is. I think that he gave it a huge effort. I think he took a huge risk yeah. going under the knife in the way that he did, uh, especially when most of the time you see guys who don't definitely don't return to their former selves and many times – cannot even play again. Yeah, I mean, I think he, um, <clears throat> like you said, he he probably doesn't feel great about it, but, you know, he busts his ass to do this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe he's at the point where it's between how he's playing, how it feels, and thinking about the rest of his life. He's like, well... Maybe I shouldn't push it. Sure. And I can't blame him for that. He has no reason. He has every reason in the world to leave hockey with his head held incredibly high. Yeah. An all-time great in the NHL. An all-time great in for the Caps organization. He should have his head as high as a giraffe. Exactly. Let's go. So, you know, obviously our thoughts are with Backstrom. He's only got... One year left on his contract, really. So, other than to this year, um, I guess the silver lining behind this is that him on LTIR could 
net us a top six 70 point guy and that could potentially blow the top off this team yeah lots of potential there yeah exactly um maybe we move some other guys who have some cap hit and uh you know bring in a stud hopefully young and you know fuck a rebuild at least not yet no nah, man just uh you know get out the eraser and start writing more Exactly. I mean, you know, I would love to see the Caps target a young guy who scored maybe 50, 40 to 60 last season, who shows a lot of upside. Uh, do you know Line is only 25 years old? That's wild. I know. Glass Cannon, but a producer nonetheless. You know, he's been injured. Uh, maybe he's a guy that we don't want, but, you know, for a couple years, throwing $9 million at him, you know, or whatever his cap hit is. Uh I've always respected Line, especially when it came down to his contract negotiations. He was always willing to bet on himself and had won every single time. Yeah. You know, that's why he's not locked in, you know, crazy amount of time. Like, I think that this dude is uh, is definitely uh, possibly a target. You know, I was looking through guys who scored this much last year. And, you know, there's Owen Tippett of the Flyers, you know, Nazem Kadri, even. Um, That'd be nice. I mean, he, he had an unreal season, that Stanley Cup run. Yeah, and stayed in the lineup. Yeah. Which shows, for him, a marked improvement in his attitude and his development as a player mentally. Uh, Brandon Hagel of the Lightning, you know, uh, possibility. I love Troy Terry. I would love to get Troy Terry. Uh, we could bring back Chandler Stevenson, maybe. Maybe, you yeah, know, who knows. Um, guys like Jordan Cairo. Uh, the Sharks have this guy named Barba, uh, Barabanov who put up 47 last year, though he's 29, a little older. Um, and then there's a couple pipe dreams of mine, like Clayton Keller and Jason oh. Robertson. Jason Robertson, bro. Think oh. about that. Uh, Huberdo, he's in the hot seat in Calgary. Yeah. There's guys who are requesting trades away from Calgary. Uh, again, going on on the trend of Canadian teams being an absolute shit show dumpster fire, being hurled toward the sun. Uh, might as well, hey, you know, why don't you kick the tires on Huberta? Uh, he just signed long term. I don't know if the Washington Capitals have that appetite for that type of commitment, but that would be definitely an eyebrow raiser. I would catch the attention, I think, of the league. Yeah. Um, in any case, Tons of flexibility there. Yeah. <clears throat> That's an exciting list. You free up $10 million and shit starts to happen for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Could bring back Jay Beagle. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Number 83. Number one in our hearts. Jay Beagle. Um, so, yeah. Ton of flexibility. Sucks that we don't have a Nick Backstrom in the lineup. And, and you know, I think the boys are reeling. Obviously, I think that that's just a huge piece of the room gone. Um, but he had to do what he had to do. Uh, some lighter news. Uh, Biscuit, the Caps dog, officially a U.S. Marine Corps corporal, going to be a comfort dog for wounded vets. That's Love great. it. That's Love so it. Cool. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. Um, and uh, Charlie Lindgren created a bit of a charity for called Lindy's Lineup, and it's for adaptive youth sports. I believe this is a... A program that helps, uh, you know, kids with possible, I think, disabilities who are, you know, or or trying to play sports and maybe need, like, 
extra type of gear or specialized treat, treatment like occupational therapy replacement using sports. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know I love to hear – it's almost – you know, Capstone, I think we're so spoiled because I think that honestly we, we just have so many players that are willing to give back. I mean, and these aren't guys who are making OV money. Right. You know, these are guys like Nick Dowd who, you know, are trying to give back to the community who love D.C., you know, I mean, look at Carl Alsner, a lot of guys that we've talked to uh, and a lot of guys that just news has come through. Uh, it seems like everybody is trying to give back. Yeah. And I love that about the Washington Capitals. All right. Paul, what do you think we talk about this week, which I think we grossly underestimated the Washington Capitals this week? Yeah, we did. So the the, the team did not start out too hot, though they did when it came down to the eighth, when we played uh, at home versus Florida. It was a 4-3 overtime loss, but the Caps came out swinging in the first few minutes. Uh, a couple odd man rushes, Strom and Ovi and McMichael. I mean, you know, pretty good stuff. Really pressing play and putting the, the Florida Panthers on their heels. Florida Panthers are definitely a team like to run and gun. Yeah. And I think we caught them with their pants down a couple times. Yeah. You know, uh, like Mike Tyson says, everybody's got a plan until you get hit in the mouth. Yeah. Right? And I think that that's what, what happened to the Florida Panthers in the first. Uh, that culminated in a Mantha goal, which is a bit of a fluky one, that bounced off a defenseman and threw Bob Brofsky on a weird bounce. Uh, Kemper ended up getting a secondary assist on that. Love it. Love to see the goalie apples. Uh, Caps kept the, uh, kept the pressure on until Kemper got sniped by Oliver ekman Larson. After a commercial break, uh, I don't think Kemper can really catch a break of any kind this season. Um, but I think it's really kind of comes down to the style of goalie he plays. I think that he relies way too much on his size and just tries to get in position and hopes the puck hits him rather than <laughs> actively trying to block it. Um, it's gotten him this far, but I'd love to see another level to his game. Uh, unfortunately, though, the Caps fell asleep in their own zone, didn't pick up Barkov, who also sniped Kemper. The second period saw a Connor McMichael shorthanded goal. Yeah, nice. So nice. Then Milano scored, but we were off sides by two millimeters. And that's the fifth, I believe, goal called back in ten games at this point um, for the for the Washington Capitals. I mean, stay fucking on sides for one, but also, like, what a stupid rule. Yeah. You know, I get it's the rule, but, like, Tom Wilson being an inch into the zone before the puck was, I'm not sure is a big game changer. No. Anyways, they took it away. I thought Sonny Milano did a great job there. I've been really impressed with his game and his yeah. development as a Washington Capital. Love Sonny the guy. <clears throat> Sonny Milano's look good. You know, last year, this year, he is very noticeable on the ice. Yeah, absolutely. And he's creative, too. Yeah. So, you know, it's really... Uh, he can be a game breaker for sure. He's creative and he hustles. Absolutely. Hard. Yep. Yep. And then later on, though, the Washington Capitals did score uh, with a McMichael play out of the zone, intercepting a keep in pass, and then just a sweet dish and a goal scoring finish from Anthony Mantha. Yeah, he was he was feeling it. Mantha was. Yeah, and so was McMichael. I mean, yeah. I love to see the confidence that McMichael is showing right now. He's playing with swagger, and, you know, I'm looking at this game, and Mantha's starting to find his groove. It's really good. 
Um, through all this, Ovi Kuzi and Wilson, our top line, had some great looks, but were robbed essentially by Bobrovsky. Uh, Ovi has not been shooting the puck much this season. Uh, I don't know if that's a coaching thing or if that's just what he wants to do. You know, what, how, how, how much can you really change Ovechkin's game? But I, we are seeing a different side of him. We've all, you know, as Caps fans, known that he's not the selfish player that a lot of people think he is. And he does dish the puck more than, than I think casuals would, would know. I think a more real criticism would be he's a little lazy than he is selfish. Fair. Um, and it's just, I think because he's been so good his whole career. He just kind of like watches what happens and waits for his chance instead of forcing things. Um, I've noticed he's been pulling up a lot on the left boards, Mm -hmm. like just inside the zone. And he's done that plenty in his career, but it seems like that's like every time he's got the puck. It's like automatic for him now. Yeah. 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 Um, And we'll see, you know, maybe he just needs the, the gears to turn. And, you know, he's going for it. But uh, anyways, uh, you know, no score in the third, but a scary situation where Mantha was hitting the left side of his face. As soon as he gets back on the rails, the guy takes a fucking deflected slap shot to the fucking side of the head. Uh, Just as luck to be injured on a two-goal night. Right. Hope he's good. Hope he comes back soon. But he did not play the rest of the week. So. Yeah, it's tough to see. I know. Brutal. And, I mean, just that is a complete shit luck play. Yeah. I mean, no malice. You know, it's not like somebody ran him. It's not like there was a, you know, weird contact thing. He was just literally going to the net as any good forward should and boom, just gets macked in the side of the head. Unreal. The Sam Reinhart in the OT frame finishes the caps off in 15 seconds uh, as Kuzi as got beat to the net and was unable to recover. Uh, Kemper deep in his net, again, relying on his size. I think that Caps Nation took this loss a lot harder. I th- I thought, you know, this is a good Atlantic team. The Florida Panthers are no slouches. It was nice to see us get a point here, especially first game of the week. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, like, super broken up about it. Yeah. Um, it was more of, like, that was fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of looked at it like, we got a point, and, you know, Get some momentum going. Against a good team. A really yeah. good team. A playoff-bound team. Yeah. The reigning Eastern Conference champs. Right. And so you look at, you know, we but you open the fucking Bird app and everybody's like, trade, jettison all talent, start the rebuild now, it's fucking over. Like, calm down, guys. Yeah. Chill out. Have a drink. It's a long season. Yeah. How many times do we have to tell you that? Exactly. And, you know, the frustrating part of this game was the Caps, I thought, we're in decent position on all goals against. It was just like a matter of not doing that extra thing. The extra stick lift, the extra stride to tie up a body, uh, the extra put the knee down to block a shot or, or do whatever. Uh, or, you know, get your head on a swivel and notice that the back door is wide open. Um, though, I will say, I prefer being in position and not catching your man over being completely undressed in our own zone. Uh, you know, if we're going to win against these highly skilled teams who can sling it around like the Florida Panthers can, um, we're just going to have to put in that extra effort and know that that's what's going to happen. I think this is something that's easily correctable. Yeah, I agree. Right. So not too bad. Coming out with a point. 
All right. Yep. <clears throat> Moving on to the tenth, two days later, we had a bat- the first leg of a back to back at New Jersey. Lindgren in net, coming back off injury. Uh, Nicholas Abe Abe Kubel up in lieu of Mantha being out. Dowd comes back. Lucas Johansson in, and uh, the Caps starting the road trip strong. Beck Malenstein gets his first. Nicholas Abe Kubel gets one, cashes in a goal, making sure that he never gets sent back down to Hershey, which I love. Uh, and it, it's kind of crazy to me that he sits in Hershey because he is a Stanley Cup champion and he contributed yeah. on that. I mean, he's the guy who put the dent in the cup. He's the one who dropped it. And fell. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, we've got a good forward set, so I mean, I, I understand it, but. He, he's an NHL talent, for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but NHL talent, sure. But possibly replacement level. Yeah. And I think that that's why he was sent down. I think that Carberry wanted to see what the young guys had. And I figured that Abe Kubel would be seeing the lineup again. Yeah, I think even if he doesn't make a pers- permanent stop, he's going to be like the first guy called up. Exactly. Um I think, I and again, I think, um, you know, with him, he's old reliable. Yeah. There's, he. we know what we're going to get out of Nicholas Abe Kubel. We don't know what we're going to get out of LaPierre, McMichael. Yeah. You know, name any forward. Beck Malenstein. He always abuse old reliable. Right, exactly, right? That's the thing. And that's why they're there. That's why that a guy like this is huge depth in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, Vitek Vanacek was chased in lieu of Schmidt, who uh, it gave up two goals in the first five shots. Lindy had seen enough and pulled him through the first. Uh, that's that's good. I'll take it. <laughs> um, Ovi, I, did you notice, had cupping marks all over his neck. No, you did tell me that, but I didn't get a good look at it. Uh, on the neck, that's... Yeah, and it could have gone all the way down his back. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not. I'm trying not to look into that as much as, as you could. Well, my massage therapist comes me, so don't, mm. get, don't get too worried. Really? Yeah. How does it feel? It kind of like... You can sometimes kind of feel a release when it suctions off. It's like, you know, she kind of like puts it on, rubs it around, and like pulls it off. And it's like, uh, sometimes it feels like nothing. But sometimes it feels like a muscle equivalent of like cracking a bone. No shit. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well. Not always, though. Sure. Usually not. But sometimes it's really great. Gotcha. Well, obviously you could think he's ailing from an injury. I think there's been a lot of speculation on his health this season, Ovi's. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, in the second, though, the domination did not stop. St. Thomas and a layup for Kuzi for a top-line goal, baby. We're back. Yeah. Maybe back. The only back. thing missing is Ovi. Well, he assisted it, right? I yeah, he, I, think he got, I think he got a secondary. He, I'm I think sure. he sent it to Tom. Yeah. Uh, 12 left in the third. The Devils never say die and score off an uncommon rebound goal. Uh, off Lindgren, who has really just been vacuuming up all of the rebounds. The guy's been so solid. You know, the glove hand, I think a lot of people, because he's a southpaw, yeah. are testing, hopefully hopefully thinking, they're thinking that it's the stick side, maybe. Yeah. Um, but 
I love that he I, I, I think Charlie Lindgren is just a much more entertaining goalie to watch. I don't know if there's any merit to he's better than Kemper. He's been performing better than Kemper, that's for sure. Yeah. But he's a completely different size, a different style. Um, he, I think, is technically sound, though it looks like when he's in the crease, he scrambles a bit, maybe kind of making people think he's not as technically sound. But I think that he has to you know, make more quote-unquote athletic saves due to his size. I think the Caps are safe running a 1A, 1B. I, I don't think we have a clear-cut top goalie. Right. I think that's I I think that's fair as well. And, you know, we'll talk about Hunter Shepard later in this episode, but he's also making a push for, you know, who knows. Uh, two minutes later, though, the Devils score again is Protoss and Michael watch a pass get back door to Mercer for an easy tap in. You know, not what you love to see from that line who is recently and in this game been a pretty good producer. And at this point, you're like, you know, oh. The Washington Capitals are back, baby. You know, blowing two goal, like blowing leads and whatnot. But, uh, you know, they did a good job. They were definitely on their heels. They were definitely reeling, but they ended up keeping it together. And Kuzi gets an uh, empty netter after an intense 10 minutes of Hellstrom from the from the Devils in the last, th- in the last 10 minutes of the third. Um, you know, great team win. Way to keep it together. This type of score... At the end, if you were just to look at the end score, you would think that that's quite reasonable and a good win for the Washington Capitals, right? Yeah. Though, it it did suck to see that the the Devils put together in a really good ten minutes and see them bang in two goals in quick succession. It happens. That's hockey. We got to take the points and run. Exactly. In the third, Wilson and Oshie took big hits going to the net, and you know I think this, those two plays really signified a change in DC hockey for me. You know, I think gone are the days where the Caps will make you pay for every puck possession. I think they're coping with a changing game, but it still makes me sad. You know, they're, you know, I'll always have loved DC hockey. Big bodies, getting the puck in deep, banging, you know, making guys pay. And Barry Trotz was always like, I want our opponents to fear us. You know, I want them to be scared to touch the puck. That's kind of hockey I love. And that's the type of hockey that I was forced to play because I had no skill. You too, yeah. right? Well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Even when I had skill, I still played that way because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, bang them up. Uh, Faviari, unfortunately, injured in the third, did not return. Lower body injury, and he's been on the shelf. So you win some and you lose some. It's like one step forward, two steps back sometimes with this team. Uh, luckily, I think that we... I think that at this point in the Washington Capitals franchise, they're at the point where the top echelon is closer to the bottom echelon. So we're willing to and forced to bring up guys from from the farm and to play guys who may not be as experienced or as solidified in this league as studs. Yeah. So in any case, though, would love to have him back. Martin's been a great addition to this team. Good young defenseman. Um, and we wish him the best to get back and, and ready to, to play. Yeah. What? Uh, so, Kemper was still nursing the injury in the second leg of the back-to-back in Long Island. Yep. I right. didn't get to watch this game. <clears throat> did you? I did. Uh, so, you know, Shepard was in net, and spoiler alert, he got the win. Um, the hey. Cap- what? 
I just said, hey. Oh, <laughs> the, it was a pretty decent start. Um, I thought the Caps were moving around pretty well in all zones, but I did notice they weren't able to um, sustain a cycle. I think the Isles' defensive zone coverage was very good, and they were not letting the Caps hold on to the puck. Um, so, you know, a couple chances, nothing real great. And then we get a goal midway in the first off a laser from Ovi. Kuzi wins the faceoff on the left side, and Ovi gets it at the top of the circle and beats Varlamov low glove. Uh, it was a thing of beauty. It, it really was. Classic faceoff play. Yeah, classic. And they'd had one earlier that Varlamov saved. Yeah. So, you know, they're starting to get it together, I think. Yeah. Um, and then Romanov tied the game late in the period. Shepard played it out to Jensen. He blew a tire, and, uh, you know, Isles picked it up in the corner, had an empty net goal. Um, this the, the second, the Caps extended the lead 3-1. to one. Dowder and Protus each got their first of the season. Love to see it. Yeah. Uh, Protus, what a big guy. I He is so easy to see out there. I love Alexei Protus. The guy's a fridge. He's mobile. He's not afraid to hit. And he actually has finishing ability and playmaking ability. I think that he's one of the more underrated people on the team. You know, the guy, I think that the announcers were giving him a bad, you know, giving him a little bit in the New Jersey game. And they, you know, they're a little critical. But he's really one of the young guys who's really found a spot and excelled and also contributed in pretty big ways. Uh, I think he's awesome, you know, and we talked last season, I'd rather have Protus and McMichael at that point in the in, in, in McMichael's development. And how about Nick Dowd tapping it out of the air? I mean, hands team, baby. Yeah. Dowder can do it all. He can. And, you really know, he's can. a big piece too. I mean, ultimately, I think that what has really kept the Washington Capitals together during their kind of downturn is that We've generally had a pretty, since the Cup, a very solid fourth line. And I would say top five in the league uh, as far as fourth lines go. Yeah, for sure. That's just my humble opinion. Humble, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> then we get into the third. Score stays 3-1. to one. Um, You know, the the Isles had a few chances. Um, Barzell, you know, every now and then he'd cut through and get a good look. But Shepard stood tall. Um, Caps end up missing the empty net a few times. OV was stuck out there for like a three-minute shift because they kept icing. <laughs> but uh, then uh, Malastine found OV and he got another goal. So two-goal night. Pretty nice for the big guy. And I believe that surpasses him on the all-time. Oh, tied him with Gretzky and the all-time leaders of empty netter goals. Yeah. So OV pretty much owns every goal-scoring record except the one. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you know, there were only two penalties for the game. One on each team. There were no goals. Uh, the power play didn't look great. Um, but, you know, Shepard with 36 saves, he looked good. And I think, aside from the Isles giving the Caps some issues on the breakout at times, the Caps' team defense held well, and I think their breakout continues to improve. Yeah, and I mean, the power play is an issue. That's going to take time. Our PK still remains elite. Yeah. Our defense, our team defense is looking really good. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, in the first period here, just looking at the stat line when I was looking at it 
the Caps were getting pumped in the first as far as chances go in, in shots on net. So resilient team win. What was the final score? Four, uh, four, four one. to one, right? Four yeah. One. Four one. So huge win. Caps come away undefeated in regulation. Yep. This week. Uh, I'd said that Ovi was going to score three. You said one. He scored two. So price is right rules. I win. What? And the price is right. If you go over, you're automatically. There's out. no busting here. Yeah. We bust. don't bust. No busting on the on the capture podcast. <laughs> uh, no, I I think I should win this one because I was more positive and had a had a better outlook on life. You were a naysayer. You. I, I think we each get the overtime loss point. Okay, fine. Uh, Fine, we'll split it. And then you were very negative. Of course. The, the team. You said 0-1-2, oh, and, and I said 1-1-1. One, one, and, one. and we and went 2-0-1. Oh, 2-0-1. Oh, so, your reverse karma. That's exactly what this was. <laughs> I want to be clear that I was just, I wanted to make sure that the Caps, who I'm sure all listen to this, would fire, you know, light a fire up under them. Yeah. All right, whatever. But just because I'm a nice guy, I'll give you the win on this week okay. for the record. Okay. You're lucky. Everything, all, all the success that you enjoy is because of me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Next week, on the 14th Capstones, we've got the Vegas Golden Knights at home. Mm-hmm. And the Columbus Blue Jackets four days later on the 18th, also at home. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Locker said we've got a four-game homestand. Hell yeah. I'd love to see it. You know, um... I am going to say Ovi scores two goals. All right. He's back. And what are you, how many goals for you? Three goals? Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. Um, I think the Caps split this week. I think they go one and one. I'm going two and oh. Oh, God, I hope you're right. I'm feeling good, baby. Let's go. Now, Caps fans... What what are we on? Game 12, 13? Ish. Yeah. yeah. We've still got about seven games before I take this team seriously. Again, I'm holding, you know, it's positive week. Didn't suffer regulation loss. Got a got five out of possible six points this week. For any team, that's a, that's a great week, right? Yeah. Played two playoff contenders at least. You know, the Islanders are kind of meh, you know. Um, but... You know, the uh, the Devils, I think that they're a shoe-in for the playoffs. In Florida, mm-hmm. uh, also a shoe-in for the playoffs. So, you know, two, if not three, playoff contenders. And we went, you know, no losses in regulation. Five out of six points. Um, Pretty good. That's really good. And like I maintain, if we can get a 500 record through the first 20, I think it's a win. I think we're far exceeding that right now. Uh, the Capitals, after the win... Uh, in in Long Island, they were securely they were in a they were in a playoff spot, third in the division, a legitimate playoff spot, not a wild card. Yeah. Would love to see it, but I told you, good or bad, this is not the Washington Capitals. This is not the Washington Capitals. Joel Edmondson has been skating with the team. Patches has been out on the ice alone. I need them to come back before 
I can uh, I can take it serious, and I think that they sh- I think that they're nearing return. I think at least Edmondson's nearing a return um, here in seven games. Good. I think that patches maybe make takes him ten. So you know, ultimately, that's the guy I want to see out there. That's a guy I want to see. Like, what can he do? What does he look like in a Caps jersey? Um, but again, this is not reality, Caps fans. It's okay to feel good about the Washington Capitals right now, but just know that it, the wheels could fall off or we could get better. I would love us to get better. I think we're going to get better. But no guarantees in this world. No. Nope. You could die crossing the road. Yeah. Or jacking off. Or jacking off, I guess. Okay, Caps fans, tune in to us on Thursday. We're going to have a musical guest, Gloomer, bound out of Pittsburgh, who should be touring in Richmond very soon. So if you're in the DMV area and you want you know, to go see Gloomer, check him out. Uh, we'll have the whole band on on Thursday, in our Thursday happy. And uh, we hope you like it. You know, we're getting into music here, apparently. Yeah, we're uh, giving Bar Down Breakdown a run for the money. <laughs> exactly. Also on the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, so, Caps fans, thanks for tuning in. Until Thursday, Hockey Troll, Holly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You follow me, Holly Cupcakes, at Holly underscore Cupcakes on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>